0: Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. One pitch, Get Get
1: out, of
0: here! Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at
1: cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy becomes reality. Now here is Adam, Scott, Heath, and Chris. Never too early for a mock draft. A 12-team points league mock draft to be exact. Welcome, everybody. we got a problem here. I'm Adam Azer, as you What's know. What's the problem? The problem is Scott White is our baseball analyst. He's so wrong about so many
0: things now. I just... Wow. I don't know if I can trust him with anything anymore. Wow. Man. Yeah. That's what I'm wrong. So what am I wrong about this time? I mean, like, you thought... You really thought... That the red side, so- that the Dodgers had a chance to win the World Series? They had no chance! Ever! Ever! Oh, come on. Their, their team was loaded. They, of course they had a chance. They had no chance. Never, ever. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a... It's an argument you can't really win or lose. They could win the world. They could have won the world series if things had Yeah, but you with your, with you know? your Pythagorean win totals, there was like one worse than they the were Red the Sox. Best. They were clear. They were far and away the best team in the National League. I know they had only the third or fourth best record, whatever it was, but they were the best. They, uh, if, if any team from the NL was going to give the Red Sox a fight, it was them. Um, and I think only, like they could have won two of the games they lost, right? Like it was, it was mm. decided right at the end, wasn't it? Well, I mean, no. obviously that's not the way it played out, and so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but game No Game Four was think, like that. I don't think this was. I don't think this was one of the all-time lopsided World Series matchups. Now,
1: oh, it was quite. It was. What is this guy? What is this guy talking about? You know what? He's better what, at fantasy did, baseball.
0: I mean, the, part of the problem is they didn't start Max Muncie and. And Cody Bellinger, the first two games, right? Two of their best hitters. Here's like, the problem. First of all, the fact that they had the choice not to start them says a lot about how much depth they had, more than the Red Sox. Depth. That's that. Bingo. Glad you said the word
1: depth. Depth really doesn't matter that much in the playoffs, especially bullpen depth. The, the reason the Red Sox looked a hey, little
0: vulnerable. Bullpen depth doesn't matter in the playoffs when when starting pitchers are going two, three innings at a time? It depends. Because the Red Sox have they don't have great bullpen depth, but
1: they used the same guys over and over again plus Nate Valde, plus Chris Sale, plus David Price in their bullpen. Yeah, it does matter, Scott, but the Red Sox this is less about the this is not at all about the Dodgers, this is about the Red Sox. The Red Sox were even better than what we saw in the regular season because they didn't have to use some of their below average middle relievers. They used Barnes, Brazier uh, Joe Kelly yeah. and their starters, basically. I might be forgetting someone, and they were unstoppable because they didn't. Their starting pitching wasn't
0: going deep well, in the games. They did Rick Porcello in relief. Like I don't think you could just. I don't think any team could just rely on any one of its pitchers to be a, a shutdown reliever all of a sudden. Um, the Butavaldi, I had some experience in that role, and obviously throws hard. David Price has been. You know, that's how he was introduced to the majors was as a playoff reliever for the Rays. So uh he had some experience in that role. But, you know, it was it was obviously – well, the Red Sox were obviously well managed in the playoffs and did some things, introduced some new ideas that we may see more of going forward, especially since it worked. Perfectly managed uh, in I the don't, playoffs. But I don't think that – like this this series could have very well gone 7 games. It could have very well ended with the Dodgers winning. It didn't. But, you know, if if they're playing every like if the Dodgers and Red Sox were to play, you know, 5 games 5 times in a row, I don't think the Red Sox would win 4 out of 5 every time.
1: No, they'd usually they'd probably win 4 out of 4 most of the time, Scott. Uh also <laughs> You're just so wrong about the Halloween movie. It is so good. And I watched wow. it on Wednesday night, getting the Halloween spirit, and I really just love it. It's, it's so good. And I've seen it so many times, and it still scared me. It actually did spook me a little bit. But that's – uh, you know what? That's Scott White for you. Um,
0: Here are some <laughs> – uh, how was your Halloween, Scott? Was it good? <laughs> it was good. All right, good. Yeah. Yeah, I got to enjoy. I still got it. Look, I got a nice big – bag of candy oh my goodness. Here that wasn't dispensed some of it some of it was collected from the youngster you know because he can't he can he can only have so much right yeah so of course i you know i was selective I, I left him at least one of everything but i got my own little bag here what about you what about you Do you take the uh yeah how many months is he now three and a half Three and a half months. So you carry him around in a little costume.
1: Yeah, he yeah you know, he wore a pumpkin t-shirt with a little hat, a little pumpkin hat. Um, yeah. pretty typical. But yeah, we went with uh my nieces and nephews, and um, you know, at my my wife's uh, sister and brother-in-law walked around. It was fun. We had a good time. And uh, big regret. I I don't know how this happened. I'm gonna have to go to the store and rectify this somehow. I did not have one Reese's peanut butter cup. Not one. I really ho- I had almost no candy. I had a I had a little bag of Skittles and some M and M's, uh, and not one. Yeah, I out. mean, you
0: could just go to the store. It's not. I, I don't know. The, it doesn't taste the same when you do that. I don't <laughs> it like, doesn't. It, you know, it does it. I got You're some. Right. uh I got some extras here. You know, some Reeses. Oh, uh, Nestle's Crunch. Oh okay. my son just tried that at lunch because I was singing to him the Nestle's Crunch jingle. So you know, one thing led to another, and he's eating a Nestle's Crunch. <laughs> oh okay. But. uh yeah, no, I got all, you know, you should, you should come down. I can share my Reese's with you. I am, and I'll be
1: in Fort Lauderdale next week, Scott. Save me a peanut butter cup. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Alright, news and notes. Uh, the Astros decline Brian McCann's option. So he is a free agent. Nobody likes Craig Council, maybe? With a question mark? Because, the uh, Milwaukee's hitting coach, pitching coach, and bullpen coach have all left the team.
0: Suspicious. Uh, (laughs) uh, I don't know what that's all about. I don't know what to make of that. You'd think that'd be, uh, if if, if it was a lat, you know, if they were becoming managers or something, that's one thing, but a lateral move for a team that's, uh, exciting and on the up and up. That's a little strange.
1: Yeah, yeah. It could be like a BO issue that nobody wanted to bring up with him. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the Yankees resigned Brett Gardner. I uh, can't imagine he's going to play as much as he did last year. Let's get a little, uh let's get a little Clint
0: Fraser out there, Scott White. Let's get Clint de- Fraser. They declined an option, right, for more, right. and then signed him for less, right. which, yeah, um, I think me and Stephen Brett Gardner recognizes he might be running out of steam here. Yeah, yeah I hope Clint Fraser. He look, he probably this move probably would have happened midway through last year. If Frazier – didn't keep having concussion issues, so hopefully he can bounce back from those. It's a lot of power potential, and uh, as if the Yankees needed another right-handed slugger in their outfield, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, if only Gary Sanchez could play
1: the outfield. Uh, Oakland exercises option on Fernando Rodney. The Pirates declined options on Jung Ho Gong and Josh Harrison. The Indians signed Leonis Martin. He only played six games for the Indians. He was very good in those six games. He dealt with a scary bacterial infection. So the great news here is that his baseball career will resume. And the Nationals signed uh, Trevor Rosenthal to a two-year deal. Interesting, Scott. Interesting. Trevor Rosenthal was, you know, he still walked some batters, but it was kind of manageable for a closer. He struck out like 14.5 per nine in 2016. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's interesting. Rosenthal to the Nats.
0: Yeah, he was really looking like he was finally emerging as the elite closer everybody hoped he'd be right before suffering the injury that required Tommy John's surgery. Like you said, the walks were down. Um, you know, strikeouts were you know, through the roof. elite level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't think he's overtaking Sean Doolittle, especially fresh off Tommy John surgery. And maybe if Sean Doolittle has another injury-plagued year, you know, that could get kind of shaky. But, um, you know, they're paying him a lot, but I don't think he's really a threat.
1: Okay. And David Price opted into the four years and $127 million remaining on his contract. Eduardo Nunez also opted in to a $5 million player option. Kind of wanted him out of the way for Devers' sake, but um, it's not like they were platooning in the regular season or anything. And... Then there's this from the Boston Globe, uh, just about an arrest during the victory parade. Patrick Connolly, 19, of East Sandwich, faces several charges in the Cora incident. A law enforcement official said Cora wasn't seriously hurt when he was struck. A police report said Connolly told the arresting officers, quote, I love Cora. I didn't mean to hit him, end quote. He later allegedly said at booking, quote, that was stupid. I wasn't trying to hit Cora. End quote. Connolly was holding a can of natural light beer when police confronted him and several witnesses fingered him as the culprit record show. He threw a beer at Alex Cora and Alex Cora's daughter as they were like driving by in the victory parade. And he's from East Sandwich also. What does that mean? What is with the names of cities in Massachusetts? It just... East Sandwich? <laughs>
0: East Sandwich? <laughs> yeah, it's West Sandwich. Now that's oh that's, that's the wrong that's at. the
1: wrong side yeah that's the right side of the tracks the east yeah, side right of side tracks, of the tracks they throw they throw stuff <laughs> let's get into the uh the mock draft Scott White um, so it was a twelve team mock draft and I think we're gonna do it in two parts so today we'll look at rounds one through four and since we already did Scott's top twenty four and a lot of the players are gonna be the same we'll go through it quickly but I want to talk about one rounds one through four and I don't think we've done this before but I want to look at all twelve teams and their first four picks. So we'll get an idea of how each team went about building its squad with its first four picks. Again, 12 team head-to-head points, five starting pitchers, two relief pitchers, catcher, first base, second base, third base, shortstop, three outfield, one utility, and then five bench spots. So we've been playing this type of league for years and years and years. Very fun. And uh pitchers get a lot of points, especially the innings eaters. So right off the bat, we see um, some pitcher favoritism because Mike Trout is the number one pick and Max Scherzer is the number two pick to Chris Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. Scherzer, too.
0: Yeah. Uh So for somebody who doesn't work for CBS, obviously, and I feel like when we get outsiders in. This format, that, that tends to happen more. Uh, this is the most popular format on CBS, I'm pretty sure, but it's not even really close on other sites, so um, you don't see a lot of these mocks represented much on the internet as a whole. Um, but, you know, we all kind of have an understanding among us when we do them that pitchers don't need to go that high, and uh, the second pitcher didn't end up going until the 13th overall pick, so you know, if you really want the top pitcher, you obviously can't expect to get him with your second pick if you're picking second overall, but I don't see how you pass up Betts. I don't see how you pass up Betts or Ramirez, frankly, who went fourth. Uh, Trout, Betts, and Ramirez should be the first three picks in all leagues, and if you want to talk about Scherzer after that, maybe we could do that.
1: Yeah, it is a good point, though, that if Chris didn't take Scherzer there, he wasn't getting Scherzer, he wasn't getting Kluber, he wasn't getting Sale, he wasn't getting DeGrom, um, yeah, he, he could have taken Clayton Kershaw. Uh, you know, he could have taken Aaron Nola. He could have taken Garrett Cole. Those were some earlier. He wasn't getting Verlander or Snell either. So um, it's an interesting choice. Yeah. And you could win that way. I don't particularly love his team. And you like know, if you, yeah, go ahead.
0: if you have to begin with a pitcher. Uh, like it's it's bad luck to get pick number two, right? Because yes. I don't I don't feel like you can justify it over those three hitters specifically, Trout, Betts, and Jose Ramirez. And you should trade down to number four if you can, yeah.
1: Now or lower, sure, right, yeah. And and um, he you know his team is interesting. I said we'd go uh we'd look at each team uh first four picks. I thought we'd go through the first four rounds first, but we, this is an interesting starting point. So uh Mitchell takes uh, Scherzer at, at two overall. And then his next two picks are Chris Bryant and Giancarlo Stanton. I mean, these are top 15 picks last year. So if they bounce back and he has Bryant, Stanton, and Scherzer, he might have the best team. <laughs> uh, as it is right now, he might. I don't love the picks.
0: No, I, I don't because third base is deep. Uh, Bryant's eligible in the outfield, too. He may, he may end up playing him there, but... Um, I mean, his season was pretty much wrecked by a shoulder injury. That doesn't have a clear diagnosis. And, I mean, there's no assurance that he's going to be all better next year. So I don't have – like, I feel like both of his – his first two picks were both reaches. Scherzer at two overall and Bryant in the second round. Stand at the start of the third, that's fine. But, yeah, I I don't love the way he started this draft.
1: There were two hitters that actually – I'd say three hitters that actually went after – both Brian and Stanton in this format, that sort of reflects... Uh, eh, okay, huge point right here that I didn't even think about, but here we go. Sort of reflect the reliance on pitching now and and how starting pitching is getting pushed up. Because how many pitchers went in the first two rounds, Scott? Scherzer went in round one, Sale 13, DeGrom 14, Kluber 15, Verlander, Snell, and and Kershaw. So that's seven pitchers?
0: Yep. And then Aaron Nola. Six of them in round two, for what it's worth. Round two was half pitchers, and then there was one in the first
1: round. Yeah, and Aaron Nola was the first pick of round three, so eight pitchers in the top 25 picks. So, if Chris had started with Max Scherzer, and then he had taken, for me, and you agree or disagree, you know, up to you Scott, but if he had taken Charlie Blackman and Freddie Freeman with his next two picks, I actually would have really liked that start. And I think that it's easier to justify the Scherzer pick. I just I like the combo of Blackman and Freeman or even Blackman and Rizzo in a points league. Rizzo's very safe in a points league ahead of Bryant and Stanton.
0: If you're picking second in a head-to-head league on a 12 team league, I don't think you can reasonably expect Charlie Blackman to be available to you in round 2 because you're right if if he had made these picks a little differently, Blackman to Freeman three, uh, it would look a lot better. But that's that's more because Blackman fell to him than because I think it was right to take Scherzer second overall.
1: Yeah, I, I just wonder if we're going to see so many people prioritize pitching that maybe it's not Charlie Blackman, but it's someone we didn't expect or that shouldn't be there in round three, late round two or early round three that is there. And it makes it easier to, to take, I think we just have to see more mock drafts, but is it going to be easier to yeah. take Scherzer two, three, four overall and expect to get two good hitters with your next
0: two picks? But again, I mean, like I could, I could buy that argument if you're picking fourth, but you're passing up mookie bets. It's true. You know? It's true. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. All right. So back, back to the draft then. Let's see. So wait, Scherzer was two. Trout, Scherzer, bets, Ramirez. I took Ramirez. Um, Heath took Francisco Lindor. Chris took Nolan Arenado. Sixth. JD Martinez seven. Yes, Chris Towers. Our Chris doesn't go There's on two the Chris's. doesn't go I'm on the podcast.
0: Let's not let's not put the Scherzer pick on Chris Towers. No, it was Chris Mitchell. He would be caught dead doing that.
1: Towers took Arenado. Uh, then JD Martinez, Aaron Judge, Alex Bregman. Altuve, Machado, and then Scott had the 12th pick he took Bryce Harper. Uh Aaron Judge was definitely earlier than you had him in your top 24 rankings. He went 8th mm-hmm. overall, Aaron Judge.
0: Yeah. And th- this was Mike Kuchera who made that pick and uh I've gotten I've gotten more feedback online that people think I have Judge too low.
1: What's um, going on in the background there, Scott?
0: Sounds like a vacuum, right? I'm I'm not alone.
1: It sounds today. like you're being abducted by aliens.
0: Does it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I should have gone with that because that's more interesting. Hmm. interesting. I don't know what's going on behind me, Adam. I'm <laughs> a little freaked out. I don't see how you could justify taking Judge over Harper in this format with as much as Harper walks. I mean, Judge does too, but the strikeouts. Um. There's no comparison. Harper was a stud in this format last year, even though the batting average was kind of low.
1: I think he was 11th in this format overall at hitter. I don't know if he's quite a stud. He was the number 11
0: hitter in points leagues. Let me do the per-game number.
1: Yeah.
0: Aaron Judge, before the injury...
1: Had, uh, had, this was Aaron Judge, I gave this stat out a few weeks ago, but this was Aaron Judge's, uh, 162 game pace before the injury. He played 99 games before hurting his wrist. 285 with 43 home runs, 100 RBIs, 115 runs, 10 steals, 112 walks, 225 strikeouts, and 947 OPS with 100, 100 RBIs and 115 runs. I don't know. I don't know that Harper's gonna beat him in anything other than strikeouts.
0: Well, Harper was three four six last year, and Judge was three three five. So, a notable difference, and that was with Harper having bad Babbitt luck. You know, uh, Harper should not have hit two forty nine like he did. Judge is probably not gonna hit better than the two eighty he did. Um. Yeah, I think Harper, I think the upside's clearly higher for Harper. I agree the upside's
1: higher for Harper, but we're talking about Harper's upside for <laughs> well, and for Harper
0: his... was better this past year, right? Yeah, no but Judge slunked, well, I, I don't or, I don't, don't think he was better.
1: I don't think he was better than Judge if you take out Judge after the wrist injury. If that's fair yeah, or know, not, but I thought it was close. The year before that, Judge had a 1049 OPS. Judge is a good example of a guy that could not possibly repeat his numbers but could still be very good. Because in 2017, he was the number four hitter in this format, number three in Roto. He had a 1049 OPS. He lost almost a 1,000 points on his OPS. He he lost more than that. But if you just look at the pre-wrist injury stats, Judge lost about a 1,000 points on his stats and on his OPS, and he was still really, really good. All right, so that's round one. I'll, I'll read it again, and then we'll move on. Uh, it was Trout, Scherzer, Betts, Ramirez, Lindor, Arenado, J.D. Martinez, Judge, Bregman, Altuve, best pick of the draft, 10th overall, Machado, <laughs> and Harper. And then, Scott, you took Chris Sale. And uh, then, so we get a little pitcher run. Sale, DeGrom, Kluber to start round two. Scott already told you that half of round two was starting pitchers. Sailed to Grom Kluber. Christian Yelich. Ronald Acuna. 16th overall. That's bold. 13, 14, 15, 16. 17th overall, pardon me. Yep. Trey Turner. Verlander. Snell to Heath. Chris took Verlander. Then Snell to Heath. Goldschmidt to me. Trevor Story, Chris Bryant, and Clayton Kershaw. I think Yelich and Acuna, who went back-to-back from two non-CBS dudes, Lance and Mike, are the only two that really stick out to me.
0: Like, Not that they're bad, just that they're different. Yelich and Acuna. I have more... I mean, Yelich. I I, I have no problem with anybody taking Yelich this early. Um, You know Chris Towers would. Yeah, and I understand why. I think it's just different sensibilities like is Yelich going to be as good next year no but he's going to be like there's not a lot of downside to Yelich and if you buy that you know the home run increase was less a total fluke than it was you know it owed something to the park change and he's at least a 25 to 30 homer guy with Milwaukee Yelich even if he's not quite a 36 homer guy then I think it's easy to justify him at this point um is definitely asking a lot from a largely unproven player but if he's the guy he was in August and September it'll it'll obviously work out for Mike Kuchera who took him after taking Judge in round 1 yeah um I'd rather have Trey Turner I'd probably rather have one of the aces I'd rather have Paul Goldschmidt who went 21st overall I just think there's not I just think the risk reward is more in their favor than Acuna's. The risk reward balance.
1: Working through an audio issue. Apologies for that. Uh, and what also I think uh, 19 picks after Acuna,
0: Scott took Juan Soto. So yeah, much yeah that much lower. Right, that big gap um, should be much smaller. And I think it was more a case of Acuna going too high rather than Soto going too low. Uh, especially in this format, that gap should be pretty small because Soto is the, the plate discipline monster, which is obviously more beneficial in this format. And in this format, Acuna's stolen bases aren't as beneficial as they are in Roto. Sale, DeGrom, Kluber,
1: Yellich, Acuna, Turner, Verlander, Snell. You good with Snell to Heath in round two?
0: He... Um I have Kershaw ahead of him. And Kershaw went four picks later. But that's that's all I could quibble about there. I think it's fine. Goldschmidt story, Chris Bryant,
1: Clayton Kershaw. Tell you about round three in just a second, but something very important for you is Lightstream.com. Great website. Easy to use. Just go there right now, go to Lightstream.com, but not just Lightstream.com, go to Lightstream.com slash strike to get an additional uh, discount. Lightstream.com slash strike. Alright, so what is Lightstream? Well, if you're like most of us, you have a balance on your credit cards and higher interest rate than you'd like. So why not turn those balances into one monthly payment at a lower fixed interest rate and start saving money right now? People need help with their credit card debt. So Lightstream gives you that help at Lightstream.com slash strike. Lightstream offers credit card consolidation loans from 6.14% APR with AutoPay. You can get a loan from 5000 to 100000 You can even get your funds as soon as the day you apply. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a great interest rate and no fees, and they're a division of SunTrust Bank, which is one of the nation's largest financial institutions, so you can have complete peace of mind with Lightstream. Uh, we already told you you're getting a great rate, but you can save even more with an additional interest rate discount. And that is at lightstream.com slash strike. Lightstream.com slash strike. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash strike. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes a .5 auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash strike for more information. On to round three. Aaron Ola, first pick of round three.
0: Okay. Yep. All right, I think? think that's I think that's the right order. Um He was great I, last
1: year, his top 5 pitcher.
0: Yeah. He he was. I mean, I'd rather have Snell because there there's I clearly more strikeout potential there. I think among the pitchers who pitched like aces, like Cy Young contenders in 2018, Nola's the most worrisome to me because it seemed like he had um it seemed like he had some good Babbitt luck, some good home run luck that maybe he can't repeat and uh he doesn't have the huge strikeout rate to compensate for that. I, I still think he's an ace, but he's a little more worrisome than than somebody like Snell or um even even like uh Well I took Garrett, Garrett- Cole. Oh, I, I think yeah. I would have taken Cole over Nola. Cole over Nola. Cola. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was trying to to think how to work that into a joke. Yeah, I mean, the next pitcher off the
1: board is Garrett Cole, three picks later to me, and then there are no pitchers until Trevor Bauer goes six or seven picks after that.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, so Nola was uh, the number five pitcher in this format last year. He had over a strikeout per inning. He threw more than 200 innings. He was awesome. Nola, Stanton, Charlie Blackman, just too late. 27th overall, too late. Uh yep. Garrett Cole, Freddie Freeman. And I took Garrett Cole there and I just thought I, I need a pitcher. Like I need a pitcher. I was hoping Verlander would fall to me in round two. Chris took him two picks ahead. So uh Cole is my ace. Um, yeah,
0: I think that's fine. I mean, and I think I think that's the right approach. If you had waited longer, um Let's see, you would have missed out on Severino. You would have had to go for like Carrasco or Noah Syndergaard as no, race. they and were I gone. Think I think that's too risky. I they were gone, like Scott. They, would been, oh, yeah. okay. So you would have missed out on them too. Granky. Granky would have been the next pick. Strasburg. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a teardrop. There's another teardrop right there after Granky. So maybe you could have gotten by with Granky as your number one, but then you get into Bumgarn or Strasburg. Uh, Clevenger after that those are clearly not ace material right
1: Right. yeah it's important to have an ace so Gary Cole Freddie Freeman Anthony
0: Rizzo I love that pick I love the Rizzo pick yeah that's good I mean I, Freeman I think is even more of a value yeah. but in points leagues Rizzo Rendon in the middle of round three I think that's that's right where they should go
1: so Freeman and Rizzo went to Heath and Chris and then Rendon went. you think Rendon seventh pick of round three is good pick
0: uh, you'd be amazed how he finished. And a, a lot of it has to do with this format and how little he strikes out. But, uh, he was better on a per-game basis than Machado, Arenado, Carpenter, Baez. Wow. Um, yeah, he was, it was, it was Jose Ramirez, Alex Bregman, and Anthony Rendon in head-to-head points per game. That was the top three.
1: <laughs> how? He had 44 doubles. That's very good. In 136 yep. games. He had 24 home runs with only two steals, 55 walks to 82 strikeouts. Like, That doesn't even look like a
0: good enough ratio to... There's not that big of a difference between him and Bregman in terms of ability. I mean, Bregman, uh, the biggest thing I see is, you know, Bregman had more walks and strikeouts this year, but Rendon's done that in the past. Um, uh, you know, Rendon could turn in a 30 homer year like Bregman did this year. I don't think there's as much separating them as... Alright. it might appear.
1: And part of it's...
0: Part of it's too Rendon played only 136 games.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, so. so Rendon goes after Freeman and Rizzo, then Carlos Correa, Andrew Benintendi, Javier Baez, Trevor Bauer, and Juan Soto. What
0: do you think about Baez, third to last pick of round three? I think it's fine. He'll probably go more like the end of round two in a Roto League where you don't worry so much about... How bad the strikeout-to-walk ratio is. Sure. Although you probably should worry about it some even in that format because it says something about the kind of downside he has. But, you know, it doesn't have the direct impact on production that it does in this format. All right,
1: we go to round four. Scott took Juan Soto at the end of round three. He starts round four with Patrick Corbin. Then Chris Davis. Matt Carpenter. Again, good format for Matt Carpenter. Luis. uh, Then we have four pitchers in a row. Severino. Walker Buehler. (laughs) Carlos Carrasco and Noah Syndergaard. Uh, It's hard to argue with Walker Bueller here. I mean, he pitched well enough to be in this discussion with Severino, Carrasco, and
0: Syndergaard, didn't he? I mean, it's a little bit of a leap. He's right outside of this group for me because he hasn't, and and I think it's more critical at this time in baseball history than ever when, you know, I I don't trust a pitcher to throw 180-plus innings until he does it, you know? Yeah. And Bueller hasn't, and these others do with regularity. I mean, I guess guard doesn't with regularity, but he has in the past, and the Mets certainly, uh, push him that hard when he is healthy. And so when he's I, not. Yeah, I... <laughs>
1: well, yeah, and, and, uh, Bueller, I mean, we gotta really look at the innings, the jump that he took. I mean, he was supposed to be on an innings limit, and they just couldn't shut him down. He was pitching
0: too well. He pitched all the way into the World Series, so. Uh, um, yep. you know, that. that's, I think that, he threw think he 98 finished. innings last year, so, you know, right at a, right about 100. Yep. So what did he finish with this year? Do you have that pulled up? I don't. I'm gonna let you do that. I'll read
1: the rest of the okay. picks. So it was, uh, Patrick Corbin, Chris Davis, Matt Carpenter, Luis Severino, Walker Bueller, Bueller, Carlos Carrasco, Noah Sindergaard. And then, you know, I'd love to call it a homer pick. It probably was a homer pick because, you know, Heath was gonna do it, but, it's fine. Whit Merrifield to Heath Cummings. Um I took George Springer. The of my first four picks, George Springer is the one I'm most excited about. And Zach Granke, Madison Bumgarner, and Reese Hoskins round out round four. Do you have the innings jump?
0: Woof 161.
1: Yeah, he 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 uh he went, you know he went over <laughs> big time,
0: not including even, the playoffs. It, it was more than that, it was more than one sixty-one because I didn't include his minor league numbers from this year. Oh yeah, it was one seventy-six.
1: Yeah, he basically doubled one hundred
0: seventy-six after having ninety-eight last year. Not quite doubled, but not not too far from it. That's yeah, concerning. It is. That's cl- he's closer to one eighty than I thought he was. So he <laughs> practically did throw the one eighty. So that argument, I guess, is. uh doesn't apply as much, but yeah, that big jump is concerning.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, 180 regular season is different than 180 throughout with the postseason. It just is. It's more time to do it. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Walker Bueller will be interesting. He's clearly a stud. His,
0: he's just phenomenal. Really his, fun to watch. No, yeah, his numbers in the second half were, were crazy. It was, it was a weird thing because you're watching him at the start and he's pitching well, but you're like, where are the swinging strikes? Uh, is, is how well he's pitching just a mirage and then it turned out the swinging strike rate was the mirage that got corrected and then he got better because of it, you know? Right. It's crazy.
1: Alright, so I do want to look at how each team, each, each fantasy owner built their respective teams. I do want to tell you about Robin Hood though. Oh yeah, I wonder if anybody dressed up as Robin Hood. Maybe, maybe the character, but not the app. The app! Mm-hmm. Is awesome. Oh yeah, this is a new app, Scott. It's not that new, but it's a new sponsor of ours, and uh, it's an investment app. And uh, it's really it's different. Okay, first of all, there's no commission, no fees that you have to pay. That's great. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy it's a non intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence and that's what i really want to stress to you guys i have the robinhood app on my phone i'm not i'm definitely uh, an amateur when it comes to this stuff but they just make it really easy and uh, really almost enjoyable to invest to to have a little little stake in the game you know because it's intimidating i was i was pretty intimidated by the stock market you don't want to make mistakes but the app is really easy to use, simple, intuitive. It's a clear design with data presented in an easy-to-digest way, and you got to love the fact that there are no, no commission fees. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade. What Robinhood wants is they want you to learn by doing. Learn how to invest as you build your portfolio and discover new stocks, track favorite companies with a personalized news feed. So we actually have a great offer for you. You want to get started on Robinhood? They're giving listeners a free stock, free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at it's – it's not the most uh, normal URL, so take it down if you have to. Strike.robinhood.com. Strike.robinhood.com. I really love it. It's super cool app. Strike.robinhood.com. You can get a free stock. All right, first pick in the draft – The only person who didn't use his actual name in the draft room, Scott. Instead, he went by
0: Donkey Teeth. I'm told that's his real name.
1: Oh, okay. Donkey Teeth has Mike Trout, Clayton Kershaw, Aaron Nola, and Reese Hoskins. Mike Trout, Clayton Kershaw, Aaron Nola, Reese Hoskins. Went with two starting pitchers and two hitters.
0: Uh, he's from Rasball. For some reason, nobody at Rasball uses their real name. I don't know if they're all multimillionaires or something, and <laughs> uh, can't have that kind of attention. I don't know. I don't know what the deal. Well, if they is. are, I am going
1: to ask Rasball if they need a podcast host because you know, <laughs> that'd be nice. Uh, so I missed your question. What was the question? No, was- just your reaction to hit the start of his team: Trout, Kershaw, Nola, Reese, Hoskins.
0: Uh, I, it's, it's hard to tell this early on. Uh, it feels like, and I, I had the same issue. Like I feel like having done this first draft and taking a pitcher with my second and third pick like he did, uh, I feel like it, it ends up being a little light on hitting, a little lighter on hitting than I'd prefer. Like I don't know if I just want to use one of my first four picks on a pitchers and then go really pitcher heavy after that. Um, but maybe my pitching could feel like that. It's it's. Uh, that's my initial reaction to it, but I think I need to see more before I know for sure what my approach is going to be with that.
1: Okay, so why don't you give everybody a grade on their first four picks? C being oh. average. Trout Kershaw. you have Kershaw, them all out here? Yeah. Okay, I see it. Trout, Kershaw, Nola, Hoskins.
0: Well, without seeing any of the others, I'm going to give it a B. Okay. B it is. Chris Mitchell, Scherzer, Chris
1: Bryant, Stanton, Bumgarner.
0: Oof, I think there's a lot of bust potential here.
1: Yeah. That's
0: that's a D.
1: Okay, D for Scherzer, Bryant, Stanton, Bumgarner. Notice that each of the first two teams have two starting pitchers with their first four picks. Team three, not the case. Igor Mello did not take a starting pitcher until round four. He has Mookie Betts, Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman, and Zach Ranke. Mookie it could Betts. have gone really
0: wrong for him. grinky may not have been there late in round four in a lot of drafts, but, uh, the way it went, this is the best so far. I'll give it a, I'll give it a B plus.
1: All but right. So it's I may Betts, upgrade
0: it when I see some of the others.
1: Trevor story, Charlie Blackman and Zach Ranky. And, okay. So I was next. I had the fourth pick and my first two picks were hitters and, um, Round three, I took Garrett Cole. We already talked about that. I need need a pitcher. I got to take Garrett Cole. If Charlie Blackman had been on the board, as he was for Igor picking third, if Charlie Blackman had been on the board in round three, I don't know if I would have taken Garrett Cole over Charlie Blackman. I almost feel like you have to divert from your I need a starting pitcher now strategy to take someone who was a top five hitter in 2017.
0: But then you got Strasburg as your ace, you know? I know.
1: I, I guess I'm thinking like I'll make a trade or something like that.
0: <laughs> That's, I I never wanted to go into a season thinking I have to make a trade. No,
1: nah, like, I just don't want to pass up.
0: I understand. Blackman. No, I understand. Charlie Blackman should not have been there in round three. Well, it's an overall discussion point of I, I best I player available. Be, or I would probably be regretting that I didn't take a pitcher in round two, and. Sure. Going ahead and taking the picture and patching passing up Blackman myself.
1: I think the funny the funny thing is if I would have taken, I took Goldschmidt around too. I would have taken Blackman right after that. You know, if I were doing hitter yeah. rankings, Blackman would have been next on my board. But anyway, right. uh, my team was Jose Ramirez, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, Garrett Cole, and George Springer.
0: Uh, I don't feel great about Springer going into next year. Uh, I think this is fine. I, I think it's a B. I think it's a B. I think it's you fine. mean an A. Well, they're my <laughs> grades. What do you want?
1: <laughs> but it's my team, so I think I should be able to influence you a little. Uh, Goldschmidt <laughs> ended up as the number four first baseman. It, I think he may, it may be third in points. No, it was fourth in points, third in roto. But two guys who finished ahead of him are Merrifield and Carpenter. And you might not use them at first base. Merrifield, you certainly won't. The other was Freddie Freeman. So, uh, H- Jose Ramirez, Paul Goldschmidt, Garrett Cole, and Springer. I actually do feel good about just in this format, not really in Roto. But the only thing that would change that for me is if he's not batting toward the top of the order. Yeah. But, but if he bats toward the top of the order, he'll get a ton of plate appearances. He, he might lead the ba- he might lead baseball in plate appearances if he stays healthy. He'll score runs, and that is important in a points league. So that was my justification. Alright, so an A for me. Scott gave it a B, but I'm giving it an A. Heath took Lindor, Snell, Freeman, and Merrifield. Lindor, Snell, Freeman, Merrifield.
0: Hmm. I like
1: it. Very good, but. Yeah. Yeah, good.
0: Uh, I'm going to upgrade the Bets Story Blackman grinky to an A. So that I can make this one an A minus because I don't think it's quite as good as that, but it, I like it a lot. I think Freeman, is good value, the third pick, and Whit You, it, it's 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 always tough to invest that much in stolen bases because I feel like it's it's um a stat that you can't necessarily expect to carry over from year to year. Yeah. But, second base is, is trash and this is, this is somebody who, if he just is the same guy, again, it totally lives up to this before you even consider the, uh, the position scarcity angle.
1: I don't like that I had the fourth pick and you gave me a B and you gave the third and fifth picks A's and A minuses.
0: That <laughs> means that in your opinion I really failed. So. Uh, no, that's, that, you know, I mean, it's, you gotta be. This is. I don't wanna be. This is, you are talking from a place of someone who always expected to get A's in school, and <laughs> so true. B in your mind is failure, and that's just not the way it works. A B is a B. You're a B.
1: So, um listen, uh, if I said, if I emailed you and I said I was gonna read your email on today's show, I'm gonna read it next week. We're gonna, we're not gonna have time for emails today, I apologize, I gots to go. At some point, we'll, we'll get through this segment. But I'll save the emails for next week. So keep them coming, CBSI.com. Just don't want you to hang on till the end of the show if that's what you're waiting for. Uh, no emails today. We'll read them next week. All right, Chris at number six. This is my favorite team, Scott. So I would downgrade Igor to an A-, Heath to a B+, and now you have your A. Or you can give it an A+. Chris Towers has Arenado, Verlander, Rizzo, and Cindergard.
0: That's a B plus. What? Very good.
1: No, how is this worse than the other teams? This is Arenado, this is Verlander.
0: Yeah, my fave. Um, I guess. Uh, I I guess I don't have a lot of confidence in center guard to stay healthy. Look, a B plus is still a very good grade. Chris yeah. Towers could. Uh, Chris Towers clearly did not lose this league with these first four picks. Um. But I just don't. They don't feel as secure to me as some of the others, as the Bet Story, Blackman, granky or the Lindor, Snell, Freeman, Merrifield. Bet Story, Blackman, Which is Blackman, less about Grinke. secure with Merrifield. Is just it's really nice to be able to fill second base with the one of the few studs that's there.
1: All right, Betts is safe and great. Story, a year ago was like a tenth round pick. Now he's a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Blackman, you said yourself. Losing his athleticism, can't play center field anymore, wasn't as good last year. Granky was I, I almost bad on the road. Has a ton of mileage. I think there's bust potential there. This is what I'm talking yeah. about. What is wrong with Scott White? He doesn't know up from down these days.
0: <laughs> All right. I will I will downgrade that to an A minus. Thank you. That story Blackman Granky. And so now they're only a a third of a grade apart. Can okay. You live with that.
1: Yeah, I guess so. It's a okay. give and take. Alright, seventh pick is Jeff Tobin. JD Martinez, Trey Turner, Anthony Rendon, Carlos Carrasco. That's a good one. It's a good team.
0: It's solid, yep. Yeah. It's a B+.
1: JD Martinez, Trey Turner, Anthony Rendon, Carlos Carrasco. Let's take a peek ahead. Did he take another pitcher in round five? He did. He took James Carras- Paxton.
0: Okay, Carrasco Paxton. Yeah, Carrasco's pretty weak as an ace. Uh but yeah, I mean, somebody's going to be weak there, and I don't think Martinez I know Trey Turner in round two looked like a good value, and Rendon in round three I was fine where he went too. So, you know, sometimes you're just confined by by uh when your turn comes up.
1: Mike Kuchera at eight has definitely the most interesting team. Aaron Judge, Ronald, Ronald Acuna, Carlos Correa, Walker Buehler, Aaron Judge, Acuna, Correa, and Buehler.
0: I think that's another D. Mm. I think it's a lot of needless risk here. There isn't. I mean, Judge is fairly safe, I guess, but I'd feel better about him in round two. So it was a reach, and then I don't. I wouldn't consider Acuna, Correa, or Buehler safe. Uh, it, it could go well for him. I mean, they all obviously have first... Well, I don't know that I'd say Bueller has first-round upside, but he has ace upside, and Acuna Correa have first-round upside. But um it just seems like it could go very wrong. And he may have lost his draft with these first four picks.
1: Lance brzdowski Alex Bregman, Yelich, Benintendi, who's basically just like Yelich, and Luis Severino. Bregman, Yelich, Benintendi, and Severino.
0: It's kind of boring. It's good though. Like, it's a good team. I feel like a really um yeah, it's a low downside first three hitters there I'm Bregman, Yelich, yeah. Ben Tendy. <laughs> but I don't know that they have huge ceiling. Well, I mean Yelich just was I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's, <laughs> un- Maybe it's unfair MVP. to say Yelich a low ceiling after the year he just had, I guess. Um but uh, we don't expect him to hit that many home runs again, so I, you, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, I do it? like the Severino picked. pick. I have a lot of faith in Severino. Yeah, I think that's fine in round four. Um, I think that's fine. I'll give this a, uh, it's another B. Okay, boring grade for a boring start. Phil
1: Panebchek picked tenth, and he took Jose Altuve. Outstanding. Uh, you don't really need the rest of his team. He got an A. No Altuve, then Kluber, Javier Baez, and Matt Carpenter. I think it's like a C. Really?
0: Yeah. I would be a little disappointed if my first four picks this way went this way. It's it's hardly a disaster, but I don't expect Baez or Carpenter to be as good next year as they were this year. You know, Corey Kluber's getting up there in age, and he showed some warning signs and. You're really hoping Altuve after knee surgery starts running again. Maybe he will. Um, I don't see as much downside here as I do for the Judge Acuna Correa Bueller or the Scherzer Bryant Stanton Bumgarner, but there's, there's a fair amount of downside with Altuve Kluber by as Carpenter. All right. Go to pick 11.
1: George Maselli takes Manny Machado, Jacob DeGrom, Trevor Bauer, Chris Davis makes my voice get higher because I'm so intrigued by it. Manny Machado, (laughs) Jacob DeGrom, Trevor Bauer, and Chris Davis. What do you think?
0: It's a a B. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually like Bauer more than Cole, though it's, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other, I guess. Uh, I think he's going to get overlooked some in drafts though just because he missed the last six weeks. With that broken leg.
1: Yeah, but he, I I don't know. I I hope he does. Because yeah, if he
0: didn't, he might have won Cy Young.
1: He's awesome, Trevor Bauer. Now, George took Bauer, one pick before you took Juan Soto at the end of round three, pick thirty-six. So he could have taken Soto instead of Bauer, and then he he did take Chris Davis.
0: No, I'd rather have Bauer than Soto.
1: You'd rather have Bauer than Soto. But what I was going to yep. say is he could have taken – all right. He could have had Juan Soto and Luis Severino or Bauer and Chris Davis. Which combo do you like better? Or I'll just give you – you took Patrick Corbin ahead of Luis Severino. So uh, mm-hmm. which combo do you like better, Soto and Corbin or Chris Davis and Bauer?
0: I think hmm I think I prefer Bauer and Chris Davis. You
1: like Chris Davis 38th overall?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Let me make sure my rankings don't contradict that. Um so I have a top 600 here for this format, and I have Chris Davis, 36th. What do you know? Wow. All right. So he got great value, went 38th yep. overall. And then here's Scott's uh, first four picks.
1: Bryce Harper, Chris Sale, Juan Soto, and Patrick Corbin. Bryce Harper, Chris Sale, Juan Soto, and Patrick Corbin.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it I B-. I don't love it. Um, oh, how come? I don't know. I feel like... I know what Juan Soto did. I think there's a lot of upside. I'm a little worried about how high the ground ball rate is. Um, he just doesn't feel like a a comfortable choice to be my second best hitter. And then there's also the fact that I don't have an infielder yet. And mm. but that's so we'll see, deep. Isn't if it? we go if we go deeper into the draft, we'll see that. It it does become a problem for me.
1: Okay, okay. Well, I think it was pretty telling that the Red Sox did not use Chris Sale to start Game Five. They went with Price instead. He wasn't healthy. It just he wasn't fully healthy, at least. Mm-hmm. So there have to be some red flags, and uh, not some red flags, some cautionary yellow flags. I don't know. Uh, checkered flags. Something. But we just have to keep an eye checkered. on Chris Sale. Luckily you're not drafting checkered now. Checkered flag
0: means you, you won, right?
1: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm always waving the white flag, Scott. So, um, yeah, so, uh, Scott has Harper, Sale, Soto, and Corbin. He gives himself a B minus. That means I have a better grade than Scott White. And Scott White was the teacher. So what does that tell you, ladies and gentlemen? I don't know. Thank you very much for listening. We will talk more about this draft next week. Hopefully we will have Chris Towers on. And we will uh, read your emails at fantasy at cbsi.com. Uh adios, Mr. Scott White. Have a lovely right. weekend.
0: Gonna eat some Reese's now. Don't save one. Save one. Don't forget. Nope. Well done.
1: Uh, Alright, everybody, thanks
0: again. See you later.